what would you think about a person, a government official, that made the claim that climate change is worse than a nuclear war? I mean, a thermal nuclear war is not near as bad as climate change. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, what would you think about somebody that thought that climate change is more deadly, worse for the planet than a thermal nuclear war? I'm going to tell you, in an appearance this past Sunday, good old Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State for this country, one of the worst we've ever had, made the claim that climate change is a greater threat to humanity than thermal nuclear war. Tell that to to the people in Hiroshima or Nagasaki. And those were tiny weapons by comparison to what could be unleashed on the world today. Mr. Blinken, let me just pose to you a question. Do you have enough intelligence to be the Secretary of State, or have you sold your soul to a false and fake ideology? I think you have. You've proven it in so many of the things you have done over the years. And this climate scam, and that's what it is, a climate scam. People are falling for it and believing it. Oh, what was it back on the 12th of July? The hottest day ever recorded on the planet Earth in 125,000 years. What a bunch of baloney. Yeah, like we were here measuring the temperature of the Earth 125,000 years ago. Oh, but Bob, we have core samples and we have all kind of stuff we can look at. Really? Did a little research on that myself. And it didn't take much to find legitimate scientists that understand the science, the real science, not the political science. Once again, every time a person like Blinken talks about science, the only science he understands is political science. The same is true with Biden. The same is true with Kamala Harris. The same is true for so many of these buffoons that are walking around Washington, D.C., pretending they're in charge and they're your rulers. Oh, yeah. They're not leaders. They're your rulers. And you are their subjects. And if you don't like it, they'll throw you in jail or not allow you to run against them. They'll find ways because they are reprobates. They're evil. They are disgusting. Well, they're clowns is what they are, but they're dangerous, evil clowns. Anthony Blinken having the audacity to say that, you know, man-made phony climate change is worse than a nuclear war. Well, in one way it is because it is enslaving the planet using this false and fake science. We have people that are believing all kind of things that this is, if we don't do something right now, the world is over. We have to do it right now. We need to get rid of gas stoves. We need to get rid of gasoline-powered cars, everything on the electric grid, and then we'll save ourselves. And if anybody just digs underneath the veneer, this fake and phony veneer, they find out it's all a bunch of, well, as 
Colonel Potter once said, Mule muffins, pigeon pellets, buffalo bagels, jumpin' Jack Armstrong, the oysters ice skates, buffalo chips, jumpin' Jockers man, pig feathers, mule fritters, sweet nefertiti, road apples, private. What is this cow flub dubbery? Hot hush puppy. In some of what I've been reading from legitimate scientists, there is no way to know what the temperature was 125,000 years ago based on the science we currently have at hand. It cannot be done. It just simply cannot be done. We don't know if we're looking at 250,000 years or greater or smaller. It's just a guess. And then we really don't know if we're seeing a record that would give us an idea of temperature. But there are several things that we do know. The record is clear. This planet has had ice ages and it has had warm periods of time, extensive warm periods of time. Just how warm and how far spread, a little hard to tell. You do know that there are places in England where at one time in recorded history they could grow grapes and make wine but they can't anymore because the region they found these long abandoned wineries and vineyards the temperatures have been too cold for way way too long to ever grow those kind of grapes again now what does that tell you That tells you that there were times on this planet that were substantially warmer than today. There's several other things that they don't want to tell you about because it destroys their fake and phony and, well, it's a big fat lie narrative. Hottest day ever recorded. And I've given you just this one personal example that I know of. And it takes me back about 45 years or more. I worked at a radio station that was an official reporting station for the National Weather Service. And we had one of their very pretty much elaborate uh, high-end instrumentation in this big white box in a field. And you had to walk out on this grass field away from a parking lot. And you open the door and inside there was the thermometers that recorded the high and the low for the day. And you had to spin them to reset them after you wrote down the temperature. It had the barometric pressure. It had other things as well, humidity. These basic numbers. And one of my jobs every day... At a certain time of the day, rain or shine was to go out there and record those numbers and reset the system for the next period. Well, after a while, people noticed the temperatures were getting warmer at that particular weather station. And this is even before global warming was even a thing. And so the National Weather Service 
guy happened to be out there and noticed, wait a minute, you guys just put in a new parking lot right up against our device. Well, yeah, black pavement on a hot, sunny day, uh, it does collect some warmth. And you get these little tiny islands of warmth around blacktop. And so they ended up having to move this weather station about 150 feet farther out in the field to get it away from that hot pavement of the expanded parking lot. We're learning all over the United States there are many encroached weather stations. The same is true in the United Kingdom and Canada where weather stations that used to be out in a field away from buildings and away from you know, blacktop and asphalt. All the growth has intruded up against them. Well, it's true. The temperature in an Atlanta, the temperature in the town, these towns is higher because you have built urban islands. It doesn't mean the whole planet got hotter. It doesn't mean that the planet's going to just simply explode and, and catch on fire. How many of you, and look, I'm at a point in life right now where talking about so much of this bad news can really weigh on you. So every once in a while, you need to have some good news or you need to laugh at this buffoonery. This climate change narrative has been going on for quite a long time. Predictions have been made for the past 20, 30, 40, and even 50 years, none of which have come true and all of which should have happened long ago. They are not happening. So what do they do? They double down and lie some more and they they convince little children to believe that mommy and daddy's SUV is killing polar bears and is going to set the planet on fire. Now, whether you like the guy or not is irrelevant. Rush Limbaugh did have a guy that produced some good song parodies. And this is one that always stands out in my mind from years gone by. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The earth is a precious thing Because of man, it's warming Earth's temperature has risen half a degree higher. So obviously the world will soon be a ball of fire. Our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. Polar bears drown, drown as the seas get higher. As it burns, 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 the earth on fire. taste of fame is sweet without this gig who'd listen to me so change your ways every man and child oh before the fire goes wild our whole world will be a burning ball of fire polar bears drown drown 
the seas get higher as it burns, burns, burns. The earth on fire, a ball of fire. Our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. Oh, the bears drown, drown as the seas get higher as it burns, burns, burns. The earth on fire. And so now we're being told to believe that mankind, it's purely mankind, is setting the earth on fire. Life will end as we know it. No more hamburgers for you. You can eat bugs. That's right. Eat crickets. You don't need meat. Well, the elites need meat, but you don't need meat. Do you think for even one minute that China cares at all about global warming? They look at us and they laugh. They figure you're doing a great job of destroying your nation for us. We will own you because you're going to be so weak, impotent, starving from not eating meat, believing all kinds of fairy tales and lies put out there by the elitist in the government, China's just sitting over there waiting for our own demise. Khrushchev once said, and he was right, communism will take over the United States without ever firing a bullet. We'll do it to ourselves, and we're doing it now. This apocalypse of climate has become one of the most ridiculous things I have ever encountered in my life, bar none. Bar none. I will share this story again. I know we have new listeners from time to time. The year was 1970. I'm a high school student. My desire is to work in radio. I have this brand new little portable Wolensack battery-operated tape recorder with a little decent microphone that came with it. And I used it to go out to record and talk to people about the world on Earth Day. Earth Day, the first one, 1970, 53 years ago. And this young guy, just becoming 16 years old at the time, talking to the experts of the day about climate change. Now, we weren't calling it climate change back then. We were told in no uncertain terms from respected scientists from the finest universities in the world. Because of mankind, we were going to come into a massive, never-ending winter. We are all going to die from this massive winter. Miami Beach will no longer be a wintertime haven for snowbirds, for it too will have snow and ice and stormy weather. Places in the north, like New York State, Nebraska would be uninhabitable 
if we didn't do something like right now to stop it? Well, we must have stopped it too good because within 10 years, they're starting to say, well, I guess the world isn't freezing after all. Got a little quiet for a while, then suddenly the earth is warming and mankind has done it. No doubt about it. We were told about crop failures. We were told about ice caps melting. We were told about the seas. By the way, a good chunk of Manhattan Island, part of New York City, should be underwater by now. Should have been underwater 10 years ago, but it still isn't. You look at 50 years of cataclysmic predictions that never happened. The 1960s, it was overpopulation and famine forecasts were all the rage. And despite the green revolution which spurred crop yields across the globe, they were still preaching the starvation gospel. By 1968, with the world population of 3.5 billion, it's now 7.9 billion, the population bomb the grenade would go off long before 2023. Should have gone off by the 1980s, but it didn't happen. In 1969, an article in the New York Times stated, we must realize that unless we are extremely lucky, everybody will disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years, which would be 1989. That was journalism at the New York Slimes back in the 60s. In the early 1970s, there were so many people talking about mass starvation, the population dying, the world freezing. The world has been chilling for about 20 years, is what they said back then in the 1970s. If it keeps up, by the year 2000, we'll have a total ice age and we'll all die. Newsweek and Time Magazine, 1974, 1975, reminds us the ominous signs that the Earth's patterns have changed dramatically because of mankind will cause a drastic decline in food production, will starve to death and freeze to death. And of course, the same, the same clown show is telling you that we're running out of oil. We, we don't have any. We're going to run out of gas, man. We're, we're, we're going to die and we're going to freeze and we got to do something. Then it suddenly changed. Because, see, every prediction about global freezing fell apart in the 1970s, long before they were supposed to come to fruition. And then, 1979, the New York Times does an about-face. And their story was, climatologists are warning, the North Pole will melt. There's a possibility that some people now in their infancy will live to a time when the ice at the North Pole will be gone, causing catastrophic changes in the climate. 
See, that's what they did when their first predictions thoroughly fell on their face. They changed it to global warming from global cooling or ice age. We also heard about acid rain. Remember that? Or the ozone layer being gone. Every one of these stupid claims never come true. But we spend billions, if not trillions of dollars in today's money trying to fight something that doesn't exist. And all we do is put people into bondage to these pinheads in government. You know, in 1989, the Associated Press had a story giving an 11-year window saying the rising seas will obliterate nations by the year 2000. Well, the year 2000 came and went and none of this happens, but we're supposed to believe they got it right now because, see, they know 100 years from now, Bob, they're in, in the year 2095, we're, we're going to have some trouble if we don't do something today. What a bunch of morons. What a bunch of buffoons. And they keep, and people keep buying this. It's like they're looking, what was that song years ago? Still looking for a reason to believe. And you lie and you lie and you lie. And all of these people are still looking for a reason to believe. Former Vice President Al I invented the internet gore, projected that unless we did something super drastic, the planet would be in an irreversible point of no return by 2015. That's eight years ago. But he's still out there preaching the climate change gospel, end of the world kind of stuff. 2012 would be the year of irreversibility. Well, it's come and gone. Ted Turner media mogul in April of 2008 saying doing it doing not doing it will be catastrophic if we don't do something will be eight or ten or maybe maybe ten or more degrees hotter in just a handful of years and all the crops will just not even grow they'll burn up in the field we'll turn into cannibals And there's a guy by the name of James Hansen, and I, I, I never knew, I don't know much about him except what I've been reading. He testified in June of 2008 on the dangers of greenhouse gases. We're toast. We're done. And then King Charles now, Prince Charles then, asserted the planet had 96 months to avoid total destruction. And all the ecosystems would collapse. Joe Biden is on the climate change bandwagon. They call it climate change because it neither is warming nor cooling to any prediction ever made. So they can tell you if we happen to have a cold winter in Nebraska, well, it's climate change. If it gets a little warm and toasty in Mississippi, it's climate change. And the hottest day, July 12th, 2023, 
They want us to believe that they know with certainty it was the hottest day on the planet. Now, I have a lot of connections over the years to a lot of places. Upstate New York, New York City as a youngster, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, and now Virginia. And other places around the country that I have visited and I know and I kind of keep track. So did a little bit of checking on my own. It doesn't take much to do this. So if, if July the 12th was the hottest day on the planet ever recorded, then why were no records broken where I live in Virginia? In fact, we were a long way away from any kind of record. And that record had been set like 80 years earlier. Nowhere near it. In fact, on that hottest day of the year, we had one of the coolest summer nights that I can remember in the southeastern United States. I wasn't seeing these record temperatures in places that I'm familiar with in Florida, in Georgia, in South Carolina, in Tennessee, in upstate New York, in Virginia. Unless you're taking your temperature in the middle of a, oh, I don't know, couple hundred thousand square foot blacktop parking lot and putting your thermometer too close to the ground, yeah, that might that might affect it. By the way, I only mention that because they discovered that's where some of these temperatures have been taken. They're not being taken the way they always had been taken. There has been some manipulation to give you some phony numbers. They say by 2030, they say by 2030, it should be all over and there'll be irreparable damage to the planet. We're the last generation. We're done. And now you got the Biden administration here in the United States. You got the man-child Trudeau in Canada. All over the globe. Everybody running around talking about climate change and they will never acknowledge their failed and phony and ludicrous predictions. They pretend they never said them. And if you say anything, anything, they will suppress you, they'll shut you down, they'll deplatform you, they'll call it disinformation. You never speak against the lies of those at the top. 50 years of declarations, 50 years of missed, fake, phony predictions. The one thing I can say, the batting average of these people making predictions is pretty much been a batting average of a 1,000. In other words, they're never right. They never have gotten one right. I lived in Florida in 2004. And it had been a while since there had been any hurricanes that had really come across the state of Florida. We had basically three notable ones in that year. Hurricane Charlie, which hit near where I lived. And then there were two others whose names escaped me that kind of crisscrossed the state. Point is, they all said, you wait. It'll get worse and worse. And then we had Hurricane Katrina. The following year came up the Gulf of Mexico. 
did that at a time of the year when the Gulf of Mexico was at its warmest, which it always has been. Nothing much to see there. We were then told that because of man-made climate change, oh, global warming still, there's still global warming, hadn't changed it to climate change yet. Because of man-made global warming, we will have worse storms every year just just decimating the coastline of the United States forever. Forever. Get with the program. You're going to die if you live in Florida. You're going to die if you live on the coast of North Carolina. You're going to die if you live in Savannah or Charleston or anywhere else on the Atlantic. You're going to die. And forget the Caribbean. You guys are going to be just wiped off the planet because a man-made Global warming is going to increase the storms forever. CNN and MSNBC and all the bankrupt media ran with that story. And what happened? 12 years, no hurricanes hit the United States, nothing. It went incredibly quiet. How did that happen? Because these morons can't predict anything. They don't know. And millennials that have come through the public school system and the new Gen Z coming through the public school system are thoroughly believing every bit of this spoon-fed garbage. They are consumed by the lies. On and on these predictions go. On and on. They don't happen. June of 2019, then presidential candidate Joe Biden thought that Ocasio-Cortez had this wonderful idea of the dozen-year projection, and science tells us we have to act now or the livability of our planet will be gone. And he has run around since he's president When he's not on vacation, he's on vacation about 40% of the time. He's spending this week and into next week at his beach home. You know, the only good thing about him being on vacation is he does less damage to the United States, we hope. Or maybe it's the buffoon squad that he leaves at the White House that really is doing the damage after all. I'm beginning to think he's just a brain-damaged figurehead. I hate to be so harsh about this kind of stuff, but when you lie about this and you got people like Anthony Blinken talking about this is our new world war and this is all worse than thermal nuclear war, let me explain something. If Russia and the United States unleashed their atomic weapons on each other, there would be no planet and no life left on this planet. It would be a dead rock spinning around the sun. With every misprediction, why do you believe this one is any different? This is my question. You have lied to us consistently. You have failed in your predictions consistently. What tells me that you're right this time? And why instead of, oh, I can remember when the French foreign minister not that many years ago uh, had a prediction We had 50 days, 50 days to avoid climate chaos. Then it became 500 days. 
And now it's like, you know, 20 years or 15 years. They can't get it right. But they can get together and decide that your gas stove is killing the planet. You can't have propane. You can't have a gasoline-powered lawnmower. You can't have a gasoline-powered car. Oh, forget diesel. We need everything green, green and electric. Plug it into the wall. I'm reading this one guy talking about, but Bob, you can charge your car overnight, even on conventional power, and you can get another 20 to 30 miles of driving. Okay? If I plug that in, and I'm using some power, not so bad, and I know it's at a lower demand time, But when you start adding millions upon millions of these vehicles and this excess demand, it is going to present a problem, especially in urbanized areas. A lot of people make these claims they know so little about how the power grid works or how solar and and wind get involved with this and how, how inefficient our grid actually is, especially when you're starting to add solar and wind. You know, you, you try to put the solar into it, and there are times you don't need it. Then how do you store it? Batteries are expensive. Batteries don't last. Batteries require components that are mined by slave labor and controlled by China. Oh, no, no, no. You can't talk about that, Bob. The climate fraud is going to be the death of this nation if we allow it, because it really goes into something that St. Paul writes about in the book of Romans. Now, don't get me wrong. We are told to be good stewards of this planet. I get it. I thoroughly understand that concept. There are so many resources on this planet, and over time, science discovers more things to do with things that they didn't even know what to do with before. There was a time. What do you do with oil? It was plentiful near the the surface of the ground. Russians thought it was, you know, dinosaur remnants back in the 1700s, and that's why we still call it fossil fuel, and it isn't. It's coming from far deeper in the earth. It's not a fossil fuel. That's another lie that people run around telling. The globalists lie to you for one reason. They want you to be in fear like they did with COVID-19. You know, for me, it's hard to believe that three years ago, end of July in the year 2020, all the TV channels were talking about the next wave, the next pile of deaths, and the fact that there's no chance of any Vaccine, not from this administration. It's all a big lie. They don't have anything. And then, of course, a week after the election, oh, we have a vaccine now. (laughs) You know, they knew that they had this fake and phony vaccine long before the 2020 election. It's just that people like Anthony Fauci had no intent on letting somebody like Trump get into the White House. Cannot give him any credit for Operation Warp Speed. 
Now, I'm, I'm running a little late in the break, but I want you to hear this one thing. They've been working on mRNA vaccines for a long, long time. This was already in the pipeline for years for a coronavirus. Every test had failed in the past, but they thought they had it right this time. Had plenty of government money. Fauci had patents. Fauci's pushing Moderna. There's a lot of things we need to really look at. Climate change is not one of them. Climate fraud, yeah. How they've used a pile of lies and false predictions to control you and I. They want to come after your hot water heaters. and Even some of your electric appliances are just not good enough. You need a new washing machine, one that will not wash your clothes. It'll save water and electricity, but your clothes will come out just the way they went in. Smelly and stinky. They want dishwashers that don't clean dishes. These standards are guaranteeing that appliances will not work. Stoves that won't cook. And dependence upon the government and the power grid that they will be taxing to its destruction. Well, you can't go on vacation to another state because, you know, too much energy. Your your carbon footprint would be too big. Stay in your 15-minute city. Maybe in a couple of months you can leave for two days. You're coming into a free-range prison if you allow these evil, satanic individuals to continue with this climate fraud. If you're intellectually honest, the pandemic was a dress rehearsal to see how far they could go in shutting down businesses and keeping people at home and make them dependent upon the government for everything. It was a dry run. And they know who they can trust and who they can't, who will be compliant and who will not. And the war against the non-compliant continues. I've got stories about that on the other side of the break. By the way, all of this stuff from climate to the vaccines to corruption, it's all interrelated. And they don't want you to know the truth. But that's why we are here. Funny, I had thought about talking about some different news stories at the top of the program, and I was just going to make a brief comment about climate, and I just felt it was important to continue on that topic. And yeah, I'm running over a little bit, but it's important. Do not put your trust in princes of the sons of men, says the psalmist. Put your trust in God. This is his planet. He will be the one making the big decisions not government leaders. You can trust me on that. And the book of Romans says, you need to worship the creator, not the creation. That's where people like Antony Blinken and Joe Biden and the man-child in Canada get it wrong. They are worshiping the planet and they are worshiping themselves. That'll explain even further in just a moment. We had a wonderful church service this past weekend at uh, Trinity Chapel in Virginia. We'll share more about that later this week. 
and I want to make something clear that my work with the church is separate from what I do with this radio program. They are not intertwined. Oh, I'll share things from the church on this program, but I don't use my preaching platform to talk about politics. I don't need to. There are more important things than politics. And that may be one of the things that gets under my skin sometimes is too many of us are putting too much emphasis on the politics and not in what the word of God has to say on a particular topic. I can tell you that there's a bit of a crossroad for me. What is the most important thing I can share with you? News stories, analysis, or God's news behind this news? And I'm beginning to realize that maybe the latter is the most important thing that I can possibly do. There's so many people doing news and commentary on TV, on shortwave, on radio, on podcast, online, on websites. I'm just another voice. And I can share with you the same stories that they do, but what good does it do? Too many of those individuals give you no hope except in an election like, we'll fix it in 2024, Bob, just like we did in 2022 and 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2018? No, we didn't fix anything. We had a little brief respite. We might get another one again, depending on how how it comes out. I've got predictions and I'll share those again. I've made them last week, but I'll remind a few people of what I think may happen. This is not, there's not a prophecy in this. This is just uh, connecting some dots. If you believe in our mission and ministry here at Truth to Ponder, today begins the new month of August and we will complete three years this month of doing this radio program, three consistent years. And we couldn't do it without you. But I really believe this message needs to get out to a larger audience and this message needs to be more fine-tuned into giving the Christian hope and encouragement and to understand what all these headlines mean without trying to sell you a book or a DVD or some inside super secret knowledge. I just want to put it out there. Would you consider being a partner in what we do? If you would, you can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truth, the number two ponder.com. You can use Give, Send, Go. It is secure, it works, it's a Christian organization. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowee, Virginia. The zip code is 24319. That's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Leo's Praise coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now Jacob had two wives. One was Rachel, one was Leah. Rachel, he loved. Leah didn't love that much. Rachel was beautiful. Leah apparently was not. But it says God looked down and saw her and blessed her. Gave her children. She named one of them Judah, or in Hebrew, Yehuda, which means praise, thanks, worship. And from Yehuda, we get Judah 
And we get that tribe, Leah's baby. And that name that she gave him, because she praised God, comes Messiah, the lion of the tribe of Yehuda, Judah, Leah's children. Leah was unloved, but not by God, who looks at the inside, not the outside. He, and God blessed her, and she praised him. And her praise, her Yehuda, her Judah, would result in the birth of Messiah. There's something beautiful in this. You see, it doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter about your weaknesses, your lack. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Praise him. Praise him in your problem. Praise him in your hardship. Praise him in your weakness. Praise him in your rejection. Praise him in your trouble. Praise him in your loneliness. Praise him in all things. Praise him. Thank him. Worship him. And from your praise will come your blessing. From your praise will come the redemption of your situation, like with Leah. From your praise will come your answer and the fullness of his blessing. Through your praise will come Yeshua, Jesus, as through her praise, the praise of Leah, came the Yehuda of Leah, came Messiah, the Lion of Judah. So whatever the case is, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you praise him and Yeshua, Jesus, will come through. Want more? Ask for Messiah and the Jewish Mother on CD. Now, imagine being plugged into a special line that you know future events, news behind the news, updates on Israel, prophecy, what you need to know as an end-time believer, and teachings and strength for every day of your week. Well, you can. Plus, the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free. How do you get this? free. Easy. Just remember the real name of Jesus, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. To get your free gifts, just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in reaching the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar to Jerusalem. How? Through shortwave radio, it's the farthest way your life will ever touch the world. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Ari Yehuda, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. Part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. First day of August 2023. Hard to believe we're almost wrapping up three years of doing this program. And like I said before the break, I want to thank all of you. So many of you have been with me since the very beginning. During these almost three years, we've had our ups and downs, our good times and our bad times, our challenging months. We've tried to find out and tried to understand what God would have us to do. We've looked at things that might work, things that didn't, things that do. I do know that right now, for this radio program, being on shortwave on WRMI is vital. We lost our voice on KVOH, sadly, over a month ago when economic realities put them aside for them. 
site, which is so hard to move, it would cost way too much, was becoming too expensive, electricity cost in California, that's right, they want us all with electric cars as the price of electricity continues to skyrocket in California. And they hit the reality that they could no longer afford to remain on the air. And I'm afraid for some other shortwave stations that could be a reality for several reasons. Number one, the amount of money available to a shortwave station is nowhere near what it once was. Number two, the equipment is more expensive than it ever was before. Fewer companies manufacture it. It still requires tubes. There are very few solid-state options out there, and for the powers required in the United States, there is not even one company that makes equipment suitable for shortwave broadcasting that is solid-state. There are a couple, but they don't make them in the power level. Oh, in medium wave, yes, but not for HF. I've been doing my research. My research. These transmitters are getting older. The people that maintain them are getting older. There are very few people coming in behind them. So it could be, in many ways, a diminishing medium, but a very vital one because of the way it can cross international boundaries and not be subjected to what the Internet is subjected to on a daily basis around the globe and including right here in the good old U.S. of A. and Canada and elsewhere. It's also getting harder to find radios unless you know where to look. But there are still billions of those radios out there around the world that work. And as long as there's a way to get the signal to those radios, it will be a vital voice, especially when things become very dangerous and dark. And internet communication is restricted or shut down. Or shall we say shadow band? Those are the kind of things that are happening in our world today. And that's why I still believe in, in shortwave radio. And I hope you do too. There are a few stations out there here in the United States that I'd like to be on, but currently with the budget as it is, we're not able to do it. Time will tell. And I would like to, maybe by the fall, at least try a station or two to see if there's any possibility of increasing the outreach. Maybe find some more airtime, possibly at WRMI on different times and even different frequencies. Keep that as a matter of prayer. We can only do it with your support. Now, I want to take just a moment and, and visit... My neighbor to the north. Now, of course, this is one of these news stories that doesn't make the mainstream media in Canada or the United States or pretty much anywhere. I doubt you're going to hear much about this on the CBC, and if you do, in Canada, they will, shall we say alter the story enough not to tell you the entire story. The BBC won't touch it. Here in the United States, our intellectually and journalistically bankrupt media won't get near it, but it's out there. 
And this story came out just the other day. A man in Canada who identifies as a woman has pretty much blasted Canada's wonderful health care system for denying his euthanasia request. Now, why does he want to kill himself? Why does he want medically assisted suicide? Because he has excruciating pain since the doctors surgically built him a vagina in 2019. In a Twitter, or now X, post, Lewis Cardinal, a self-described sterilized First Nations post-op transsexual, shared a letter he wrote for the Canadian to the Canadian government explicitly asking them to reconsider its position on gender-affirming care. Hey, he discovered that maybe you really shouldn't do this kind of stuff. He wrote about children asking the government to allow them to enjoy being children before they ever be subjected to irreversible, harmful, and gender medical procedures, which are better described as medical mutilation, not procedures. He said, allowing youth to prosper in a cultural setting before harming them with irreversible remedies and procedures that adds to historical wrongs. Oh, but no, you're going to find out here in the United States and in Canada. They don't want you to hear about that from this 35-year-old man. And that's why he had submitted a medical assistance in dying form. And he's outlined the extreme pain that he's going through. And this surgery caused on him. And what he wants now is for the government to help him kill himself. I'm going to say something that perhaps... At some point in this man's life, have he, had he gotten decent psychological help, maybe he would never have destroyed his body, and maybe he never would be in such pain. He is seeing now that perhaps his idea was wrong. But do you think that MSNBC or the CBC wants to admit that maybe transgenderism is a mental illness and should not be treated but think about this. Gender dysphoria, which I think is satanically inspired, demonically influenced, and has become a thing suddenly in about 10 years from a handful to it's a fad with little kids in kindergarten being told by their kindergarten teacher who are nothing but groomers and reprobates and demons running around with with tattoos. I mean, I think that little little Susie here needs to become Sam and, and Johnny over there needs to become Jill. All I can say is get your children out of a school that has a kindergarten teacher like that or your grandchild. grandchild. Church, stand up, do your job. Maybe you can't start a school, but you can help get people together for homeschooling if needed. Don't let your child be given to the hands of Satan in a public school. Stop it. God will hold you accountable.
Now, my quick prediction about Joe Biden and the 2024 election. I'm not even going to get into all this nonsense and all these things against Trump. And I, I've read it all. It's a, it, it is just, you got to be kidding. They're desperate. But I also think they realize that Joe Biden is vulnerable and they're not going to be getting the candidate on the Republican side they want to run against. They're trying to get Trump out of the race because they know they can't win. And they know Biden's got to go. But you can't throw him out now and put Kamala Harris in. Then you're really in bad shape. Worse shape than with Biden. And what I predict will happen, I've said it last week and I'll say it again. This is not a word of knowledge. This is just connecting some dots and thinking out loud. Don't be surprised if before the first primary or maybe by the second or third, Biden suddenly decides I'm not running. My health. I mean, think, he's on vacation. He spent almost 40% of his presidency on vacation. He can't do the job. And he may say, you know, I'm going to put all my effort in for these last months to finish the job I started, and it's time for some new blood in the Democrat Party, and, and I'm going to step aside gracefully, and if, I, if I'm nominated, I will not run. If I'm elected, I will not serve. Do an LBJ. Be done with it. That would work. And this keeps Kamala from being president because he will finish his term and then you have an open field. Notice Hillary Clinton's back on the Botox Express and they're doing a makeover on Michelle Obama. And you got, well, you got Gavin Newsom out there running around the country trashing DeSantis and Republicans. So I think they believe the field could open. And there are others out there running as well, like RFK Jr. Yeah, I think the field's going to open up. And I think Biden's going to walk away. That's, that's just speculation on my part. But think about it. Now, do you believe in our mission and ministry? Today, the program was not what I intended it to be. I'm looking at all the stories I didn't get to. I'll get to them later this week. There's some important things you need to hear. But I think the idea of understanding the fraud of climate change and how they're using the worship of the planet to control you, and that's their God, Ishtar, and others, that's what we're fighting against. If you can support us financially, you can go to the website, truth2ponder.com. You can use the support tab or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. That zip code again, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.